0: You're listening to The Heart and Hustle Podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. And today, you are about to get a dump truck of encouragement and straight truth, all on the topic of motherhood, entrepreneurship, children, and balancing it all. Now, today we are talking with Chelsea Antos. Chelsea is an entrepreneur, movement maker, wife, and mom. After founding Trades of Hope, a multimillion dollar company empowering women, she has gone on to begin The Outside Fam, Surf Girls Designs, and other successful businesses doing good in the world. She is passionate in her belief that being a mom and an entrepreneur can coexist together and bring great fulfillment. So if you are a woman who has ever felt like you have to choose between kids or building a business, or you're currently a mom struggling to balance the two, this episode is about to change your life. Not exaggerating at all. Chelsea is the queen of motherhood. I mean, she'd probably argue that, but seriously, she's incredible. And today, Lindsay and I got to interview her all about how she balances the two, motherhood and business, how her top tips to make intentional space for both kids and work and how she handles and embraces the messiness of life so beautifully. We also chat about how she balances technology and screen time with her kids while also being an entrepreneur who needs to be on screens a lot, how to instill confidence in your kids and how you can step up to the plate and be the greatest mom and business owner combined. Now, if you're ready to have your life and your mind completely changed, keep listening. This one is a doozy. Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay.
1: Chelsea, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are beyond excited to have you on the show. Yay! I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Well, we go way back and we can get into that in a second, but also (laughs) just want a full disclosure before we start this. Um... We usually don't like rescheduling guest recordings just for anyone that's listening. And currently there is, my neighbor is weed whacking (laughs) literally right next to my closet that I'm recording this in. So I'm going to try to mute myself when I'm not talking as much as possible, but just preface, (laughs) if you're a weed whacker, give us grace
0: today. (laughs) I love it. Well, Chelsea, for Hmm. anyone who may not know you and may not go way back like you and Lindsay do, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself, how you got to where you are today. I don't know, just become besties with everyone listening. Sure. So I am Chelsea. I'm an
2: entrepreneur. Um, I've owned and ran multiple successful businesses. I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Um, I really just love to start things that do good in the world, that point people back to God's goodness. And I've been doing it since I was a very little kid. Uh, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. Both my parents um, had successful businesses and I was homeschooled. So, you know, as the typical nerdy homeschool family, <laughs> all of my, all of my uh, parent classes focused around starting businesses. Um, and so I did that all through high school, middle school and high school. School. And then around 17, I started my first multi-million dollar company, Trades of Hope. Uh, and I led our company as a COO for the last decade. And I also love, I, again, I just love starting things that help people. And so uh, in 2018, I launched the Outside Fam, uh, which is a movement to get families offline and outside. And my husband and I also renovate and restore homes and create better communities for people in uh, the area we live in Florida. And so I just love starting things that that help others. And That point people to God's goodness, and I've realized that now as a mom, now that I've had children, that I really being a mom is just an extension of that pointing my children to God's goodness too. So it's just another part of me that I'm getting to pour into my children.
1: you are literally (laughs) so inspiring. Yeah, and I just want to interject real fast for anybody that does not know, I'm pretty sure I shared this in my solo episode when like me and Evie had individual episodes, and we shared like the story of how we got to where we are. Um, I share, I literally shared the story, but just real preface since you're on the show, literally guys, Chelsea is in my opinion, other than God <laughs> directing my like path. I literally Chelsea is, I think what inspired me to become an entrepreneur. It was oh, back gee. when you, literally, and you can, you can share this maybe yourself, but back when you were road tripping with, before you had kids with mm-hmm. Ryan, your husband in your fifth wheel, And I followed you on Tumblr and I was like, she's so cool. And (laughs) you you were coming to Kansas City. Well, you were coming like all over, but you came to Kansas City, like doing a Trades of Hope kind of tour and talking about it. And I remember, I think Andrew and I were dating at the time. Yep. There goes the weed whacker. Um, (laughs) I think we were dating at the time and I was like, Andrew, this is weird, but can we go to this like, like Trades of Hope talk? And he was like, why? (laughs) And I was like, because I want to meet Chelsea. (laughs) That is awesome. I remember that.
2: I remember, like, I have a picture with you still. And, like, now it's my claim to fame. Like, here's me with (laughs) Lindsay Roman. (laughs) So I think it's, it's so all, sweet. If you scroll
1: back on my Instagram, I posted it, I think like that night or that day. I was like so stoked. I was like, it's Chelsea. Oh, again. <laughs>
2: that is so sweet. Yeah, and it was like, I was so fun meeting you. We went on, yeah, for those that, that don't know, I went on like a road trip with my husband, I don't know, like six years ago when Trades of Hope was like in its early years to kind of spread the message. And I just traveled all over the country and we had these little meetups and I got to meet Lindsay and her husband at the, one of our meetups. And it was so sweet because it's been cool to see how God's like, just use that relationship. And we've gotten to stay connected.
1: It's so much fun. Well, and I like saw you, I think the talk that you gave, you gave, it was about obviously trades of hope, but it was about just like your passion, your mission for business and helping people. And like something clicked in me that night that I was literally like, oh my gosh, like you don't, you don't have to like go to a job with a boss. Like right. you could beat the boss. Like I was like, what? Yep. It just like opened up this whole new world that I was like, what? Yeah. Anyways, okay. I just had to share that because it's so cool. <laughs> Well, and it's so cool because I think, you know, I
2: had, it was at the beginning of Trades of Hope when I was doing that. And I didn't even know how much Trades of Hope would grow in the next following years. And so it's so cool that in that moment when I was just like, is this going to work? Is this, you know what I mean? And it did. And then I got, you know, God just used that moment in your
1: life. And now he uses you in my life. It's just cool the way he works. No. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's okay. a big well, love fest. I know. <laughs> it's a big love fest. Okay, well, let's dive in because we're going to focus. You are just like one of the most perfect people to talk about this topic, which is motherhood and business mm-hmm. and balancing the two. Um, so my first question is, did you always want to be a mom? Um, I, I mean, not really. I think like all,
2: most women, most of us, um, I think we know like kids are in our future because we want to leave a legacy. You know, we want to not be like old when we're uh, old and alone, when we're like 70, you know, we want people to like surround us and take care of us. But like, that was kind of as far as it went. I know real touchy feely, huh? Um, (laughs) I like I'm just not I'm a very driven and I've heard you share a lot about this, Lindsay, too. So I know you relate, but I'm a very driven person. I'm not an overly touchy feely person. Um, I'm very goal oriented, high achieving. So I wanted kids, but I kind of struggled to understand how kids feel fit within my personality, like how that actually worked with a very driven woman. Um, The cool thing is both of my parents were entrepreneurs growing up and they were both driven. Uh, And so I did get this example of how to do it, but I just couldn't quite like, I just thought, I'm just too, I'm too, I'm too driven. I'm too crazy. Um, And so it really was a process of kind of accepting that like God can use anyone to be a business owner and God can use anyone to be a mom, even people that think maybe they're not called into that.
0: Hmm. Well, I think it's so fascinating, too, that, like, I had no idea that you felt that way about, like, motherhood, you know, in the past, because you are such an incredible mom. And I'm sure, you know, you're probably sitting there and you're like, haha, okay, thanks, I'm not perfect. Like, (laughs) nobody's perfect, I recognize that. But I literally show your stuff all the time, Chelsea, to, like, Landon or, like, other friends, and I'm like, I want to be a mom like Chelsea. Like, the way you like adventure with your kids and you encourage their own like personalities and their relationship with God. And like, you are just such a great mom. And it's so fun to hear, you know, that that wasn't something that you were always like striving towards. And that's super encouraging to know too, that like, you can be an incredible mom when that wasn't necessarily like your dream for years. So I love hearing that, like the little backstory of motherhood for you too. Oh, well, thank you. And
2: I think, I mean, like if you're a mom, that's literally the thing you're always so afraid of is I'm not a good mom. So hearing other people (laughs) affirm that is like such, it's so sweet. Like, so thank you, Abby. Like, it means so much to me.
1: (laughs) I seriously love it. I relate to your story also just of like, I mean, like you said, you've heard me talk about it, but I've shared this before, but like just that fear of like not being literally the sweet whacker. I want to slap it. Okay. Um, <laughs> That fear of, the fear of, of of motherhood. And, and I love what you said about like, you don't, you didn't feel like you, oh wait, what, how did you phrase it? You phrased it so beautifully. It was like, um, you didn't have a soft spot or what did you say? Yeah. I'm not touchy-feely. Touchy-feely. There you go. Um, And you were more driven because that, I felt the same way. And it, I think there's a lot of people out there that can relate to that. And that, are just gonna get so inspired by you if they are not already. So that kind of leads us perfectly into the next question. Abby, do you wanna ask yeah.
0: it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Chelsea, you were like one of those people that were like, okay, we wanna ask you this question because you do it so well. Did you like have any fear that you couldn't be both a mom and a businesswoman? Like it already sounds like you were kind of aiming towards, you know, business and goals when you were kind of getting into the season of like wanting to have kids, did you feel like you had to choose one or the other? Or were you like determined to try to do both? Like what mm-hmm. kind of what's your story with that? Well, no, that's a great question. And I think I
2: I waited a while to have kids just because uh, when I got married, I got married really young to my childhood sweetheart. And then Trades of Hope, um, one of my first businesses took off. And it was just like, crazy. Like we were growing into the multi millions within like a couple of years. Like it was just as a 19, 20 year old, it was just like, you know, keep your head above water, keep this thing growing, like building a team. And there just wasn't room for children in that. Um, and so I just kind of like put it off and put it off and put it off. And really like after I built a team, which I will talk about, I'm sure at some point later, that's when I kind of realized like, Oh wait, like I do want to have kids at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think it's easy to fear being both because I think humans are drawn to boxes. I think boxes make us feel safe because they're very, um, they're very easy and tidy. And I think when you, when you feel called to do something, like it's messy. It was really messy for me to start a business. Like I had to accept that life couldn't be compartmentalized all the times, and I would have to hustle, and it would be hard. And when I also had kids, I had to do the same thing. I had to accept that it was going to be messy. Like I. I can't just be a mom and I can't just be a businesswoman. I'm going to be both and it's going to be really messy. And I have to, as someone who's like a recovering perfectionist, that was really hard for me. But I think once I accepted that and understood that like I could allow the boxes to go away and I could be both and I could accept the chaos of messy life with children and messy life as a business owner, Mm -hmm. um, it became so much easier to see myself being both a mom
0: and an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. It's so good. I think it's so important too to realize like life is freaking messy. Like, you're never going to get around life being messy. And Mm -hmm. if everything is, you know, like sterilized perfect, like nothing is out of place, nothing goes wrong, you're probably not growing. Like, you know, growth happens in like the dirt with the rain. And like, it's just, it's messy and it's part of life. And I love just hearing your perspective on like, I kind of had to, Push aside the boxes and just embrace the mess. Like that's mm-hmm. where grow in life, and I love, love, love that. Right. And I think for me, I mean, as I began
2: thinking about children, I began kind of remembering what my childhood was actually like. And I, I mentioned before, my both my parents were entrepreneurs and business owners, and they had structure for sure, but oftentimes, like math class for me was me joining my dad for sales calls because like he had to go out on a sales call. Like he couldn't be there to teach me math. So like he took me with him or playing with toys at a speaking event while my mom was speaking. So like... When I remembered that and really like dove back into my childhood and realized like I had an amazing childhood and I never felt like I got any less of my parents just because they chose to let the boxes be messy. I actually feel like I got to witness people that were fully living in their calling that Mm -hmm. allowed me to accept like I could do that too. Like I don't have to conform to what the world says I have to do just because I'm a woman or just because, you know, I should work or I should stay home. Like I can, I can let it be both.
1: Uh, I love that you just said that because I, I think something that inspired me when I did finally have kids just like you is with being an entrepreneur, you ironically are kind of home more, especially if you work from home and getting to raise children and have them see somebody living out their calling and, and living in a job that they absolutely love and that has purpose versus going to like a nine to five that that you don't love or not that people that go to nine to fives are always hate their job, but sure. it's just that, um, that idea of like raising kids in that messy middle of just like doing life together, whether it's work and whether they're watching you. Like, I love that you did like watch your mom Mm -hmm. on stage speak. Like that's so cool. Watching her live out her calling. And like that is teaching you whether you know it or not, like when you were a kid and just how we get to have the same opportunity when, when you do mix business and kids. And then the other thing I wanted to kind of bring in here is, especially for women who who want to nece- like be stay-at-home moms or want to raise children at home, but they still feel like they they want to commit or not commit, uh, put something out into the world that contributes in the marketplace. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like entrepreneurship, especially for women, has has brought that almost like where you can kind of do both. And it's not like you have to go to a nine-to-five and never see your kids or stay at home and not work at all. It's like, I think entrepreneurship has brought this beautiful mixture where it's like you can have the ability to do both and that's beautiful.
2: Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, and that's what the first business I started, Trades of Hope, we were all about empowering women all over the world, but also like women in the United States were able to work from home and sell a product, make an income, but like stay home with their kids. And it was like so important to us that 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 was what we communicated to women is like, you don't have to choose. Like if you're willing to take the risk, you know, you you can blend both. And it's not easy. Like nobody's saying it's easy. Nobody's saying it's not messy. It is messy. But in embracing that, it can exist. It can go co- coexist together.
0: Mm, I love that. Okay. Well, I feel like this kind of segues perfectly into the next question because you balance the two so well from everything that I see and watch and and know of you just working from home and also raising your kids and like running multiple business and also raising multiple kids. Like, do you have systems or structures or advice on how you balance kind of the two, like your daily life at home, raising kids, but also running businesses?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, And I might, I have like, hopefully I'm not redundant in a couple of spots because I have like a lot of things that kind of pertain to a lot of different, um, things that help. But the first one is, um, if people follow me, they know like I do this thing called hashtag take back the weekend. Um, And it's something that we do every weekend. We just sign off all social media. And it really came from us wanting to teach our kids how to use the internet with intention and not obsession. Because so much of our life as entrepreneurs is online. Um, And I love that. I love that I get to, you know, help people online. But also online can be like such a time waster. And it can really... um, Disrupt intentional living. Mm -hmm. And so every weekend we sign off. um, We try not to be online. We delete all of the social media apps from our phone. We Um, really balance our week accordingly. So that way our week is structured so we can do that. And that has helped so much with um, just balancing the pressure of running a business, balancing um, when I'm spending time with my kids versus when I'm working. Um, I think as an entrepreneur, you just, you you know, you love your business, so you can be kind of obsessive about it. And it's really (laughs) important if you, if you want to do both well, you learn how to turn off, you know, the side that can be very overwhelming, which for me is the online world. And so yeah, take back the weekend is one of the big things that we do. Um, and then embracing a whole, a whole sense of business and family. And I think we've talked about this a lot, but just letting it intermingle. Um, like I said, I think we get this idea that we can perfectly align everything in an orderly box and just allowing, you know, Amelia to be nursing while I'm working or to be in a meeting with me or actually she doesn't nurse anymore. Thank God. It's been a (laughs) long time, but Indie, you know, Indie nurses. And so it's allowing the lines to be a little messy. Um, it it has just helped so much because at the beginning I didn't let it be messy and it, I wasn't balancing it well at all. I was, (laughs) um, I I could never switch my hats fast enough and when I just was like you know what I'm gonna let the mom hat and inform the entrepreneur hat and I'm gonna let the entrepreneur hat inform the mom hat I'm gonna let them both exist together it allowed things to work a lot more but really like the main one you know just real functional wise is getting that handle on on the online world and um, not allowing you to be a slave to other people's tasks like email and um, answering every DM the moment it pops in my inbox like really having Intentional time where I answer emails. Intentional time where I answer DMs, and then like shutting that off so I can be with my kids during the weekends is huge.
1: Oh, that's so good. Okay, I have like five million questions based on just what you said. <laughs> when you said intermingling, it it made me realize like how I do that also in my own life. Like I cannot tell you how many meetings. Eloise has just been like on my lap. And can attest to this. Like yes. where she was like chilling. <laughs> it's like, maybe Andrew's gone. He's at work or well, he's not. A, he's not in the Coast Guard anymore. But like when he was, it was just like, that was the only option. That's what we had to do. So I love that you're, you just said like, give permission to intermingle those mm-hmm. and not have such a rigid structure. If If that isn't the best. However, right. I guess my other question is, is there any time where like just practical tips of, do you ever structure time where, you have to go and like do something where it it is pretty impossible to do what you're trying to do with <laughs> intermingling? Like, does Ryan sure. watch the kids? Or like, is there any structure in that aspect where you have to like have a rigid situation yeah. where it's like, this has to get done and I can't have a kid yelling at me while I'm doing it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah. We all have those moments where it's like, I can't do this anymore. Somebody take <laughs> yeah. this crazy kid.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like
2: right now, obviously, if I had my kids screaming on my lap, you guys wouldn't be able to hear me. So, I mean, I think we just... Like anything, we have to choose to invest um, (laughs) resources to help us out with those things. And so um, first and foremost, like we were very dedicated to finding a good babysitter. Like that was just huge for me. And it's we only have a babysitter twice a week for a couple hours. But it's like the time that I know these are the tasks that I can't do while my children are being loud like a podcast like uh, an interview with someone or you know whatever Um, and so it's hard to do that it's hard to be like I'm going to spend money you know to try like Mm -hmm. to try to do something I probably could do like 70% well with kids there but like it's just you know you have to if you're going to grow if you're going to have any capacity you have to be able to use your money um, you know your resources to make more money and to allow you to have the peace of mind and structure to get your tasks done Mm -hmm. Um, and then the Second thing I would say is for me and Ryan, we've really wanted to make our business work for us. We don't want to work for our businesses. and But what I mean by that is we want our family life to be the crux of like our entire life and our business works around that. And so even Ryan's career, you know, we've made very pivotal and important decisions and I'm sure, you know, you guys have too, Um, and especially with Andrew, you know, just talking with Andrew, um, to make sure that his careers align with my career and my career aligns with his career. So that way, like I can work and he can take the kids or he can work and I can take the kids. And so it's like this blending and melding of balancing them together. Um, And I know not everybody has that ability to do that, but that's why I love being an entrepreneur. And that's why Ryan loves being an entrepreneur because, because we're both kind of in the same phase of life in our career. We can balance so much better together, um, and make our business completely fit our family's life, rather than trying to fit our family around our business.
0: Ooh, girl, you better preach. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> like, <big>. so much. <laughs> well, okay, I would love to maybe even like dive in a little bit to, you know you have to be so flexible as a parent, like kind of like what you girls are saying. Like obviously, I'm not in parenthood, so I'm just sitting here taking notes. But you, from everything I know, like you do have to be so flexible. You, you can't, you know, stick to your boxes because kids don't obey boxes. Like they don't right. work that way. But I also think like something that I've been really questioning lately. So I guess this is just like a genuine, my heart question. Um, like I posted something recently about like my morning routine and I get up like super early, like all this stuff. And I'm like very rigid on my morning routines. I get up at like, you know, between five and five 30 and then I work out and then I have Jesus time and then I get ready and make breakfast. And then I start my morning, you know, around like 8am or whatever. And I had a few people, like a few moms, either comment or DM me and say stuff along the lines of, oh girl, just wait till you have kids. Like all your structure will go out the window. Like, haha, I wish I had this time. I'm a mom, like blah, blah, blah. And like, part of me was like, I totally get that. You know, kids sure. definitely throw a wrench in it. But I also sat there and like had the conversation with my sister later. And then I had a conversation with Lindsay later. And I was like, I feel like, you can still have like routines as a mom. You just, it looks different and it probably has to be a little more flexible, but like, I feel like there's still time for structure. It just, you have to work in a different way with it. But I would love to hear from you, Chelsea, like, is that something that you've encountered in like your experience where you're like, yes, I can still have like routine, like time with the Lord. Like I make time for that. I, you know, whatever, like, I don't know, just... Yeah. Share your thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's so
2: good. I mean,
0: I think that is a really genuine
2: question. And the first thing I would say is like, everybody is created different. You know, some people are created, like I am definitely maybe, maybe not as much now because God's taught me a lot, but I'm a very routine person. And then I have friends that are a little bit more like, you know, free spirited. But like me and Ryan talk about this a lot too, because we're both like type A, high achieving. And we (laughs) always say to each other, we are planned free spirits. So from the outside looking in, like if you go look at our Instagram, like we live by the beach, I surf, like we're in a beach town, our kids literally never have clothes on, like they never (laughs) have shoes on we are very chill. Like we don't have a lot of structure when it comes to like napping and stuff. Like, so we seem like that very bohemian hippie family. Um, (laughs) And, but I really believe like without structure, we are just slaves to whatever's happening around us. Yes. And there is yeah. no ability to be a free spirit when you are a slave. Yes, Ooh, so awesome. good. So, structure, structure is the birthing place of being a true free spirit. And that's what yes. I've really learned with having kids is like, yes, your structure, like you do have to be more flexible, but in every day might look a little different, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you throw your structure out the window. And that doesn't mean you you don't still have like a this is when I do this. And this is when I have Jesus time. Cause like, I would be crazy without it. And, like, <laughs> and I'm not accepting that. Like, I'm not going to be crazy. I'm, you know, so it's, it, you still have structure. Um, it just has to be a little bit more flexible, but I, I think it's, especially for the people listening to this podcast, if you want to own a business, if you want to be an entrepreneur, like you're going to have to, whether you have kids or not, you can't make excuses. You need planned structure yeah. in your life. Like that's oh, just, it is what it is. Like, sorry, if yes. you don't want to start a business, you know, then that's fine. Like don't have structure, wake up when you want, like don't, you know, set goals. Like that's fine. There's not, not everybody is made that way. And that is totally fine. But if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to be like an Evie, like a Lindsay, you know, and I want to like hit these goals I have for my life, but I have kids and I like, you have to stop making excuses. You're, you can still have structure and have kids. Like, yes. it can exist uh, I go it.
1: off go <laughs> off oh my lord all the sass that you just threw was giving my heart <laughs> just my it was lighting up my soul because I was like, yes uh, so, give it I'm, hell, I'm straight I'm not normally a sassy person
2: but like it just is true and it's hard because yeah. like I have so many people that will say to me like I just don't know how do you do it I don't know you have how you have kids and you run all these things and it's like you just have like it's discipline. And it doesn't mean you don't have a ton of flexibility that is like more than I'm comfortable with because I want to be rigid and I like schedules. But I still am way more scheduled probably um, than what a lot of those people would imagine. And so I think like it just it is what it is. If you want to accomplish anything in the world, you have to have a target. You have to get up and choose to do things even when it's hard. Um, And you have to choose to be okay when those those schedules and things change because of kids, but then you got to get up again the next day and do it again.
0: I love that. I think it's so important to like, I know I've talked about this a lot. So people listening are probably like, okay, we have heard this before, but I'm an Enneagram 7, which is like the most despising of structure type that you can possibly have. Like, (laughs) I'm naturally, I want to avoid any boxes. I hate boxes. Right. I don't want people to tell me what to do or when I should do things. I don't want to live by rules or by you know timelines or deadlines or whatever. That's just naturally mm-hmm. my personality. And I've literally found the exact same thing that you're, you've been saying, Chelsea. Like structure is actually... What helps me as a seven enjoy mm-hmm. the spontaneous more. It, en- I enjoy my free time more. I like, I enjoy my work life more. Like I literally love my life so much more when I have the structure that almost gives me that permission to fully like be free, to fully, you know, fully work when I'm working and then fully play when I'm playing. Like it's Mm -hmm. before I used to feel like if I would go off on a wild adventure, I'd feel like guilty because I, oh, I should be doing work or, oh, I should be doing this or whatever. It's like the structure that's actually given me freedom, which is so mind twisting as a seven to actually like embrace that. but. I am sure, like as a mom, it's a very similar thing. Like you, you have to be flexible, but you also have to embrace structure, or else the flexibility turns into like chaos, and you're you're not satisfied. Right. You're not having fun. Like your kids are like stressed out because they don't have yep. any form of structure. Like, right? Yeah, I don't know. Those are just my random
2: thoughts. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, those are so good. And I'm a one on the enneagram, and so for me, it's very hard for me. Like when I'm, I think when you're like when a one is at her best, she reaches towards the seven, mm-hmm. and so for. For me, I have to have that some structure. Otherwise, I don't play. Like for you, you know, maybe you're saying it's the other way around. But for me, like I become so focused, so like not fun, so rigid. So if I don't allow myself to have like this structure where I choose to intentionally like okay you can decompress now you you did your thing you worked you checked off your goals now you can go play with your kids like you can go play in the yard yeah. and you can actually have fun because you're not worrying like for me
0: that is so freeing so we need to be besties because yes. you're seven you'll have, more, have way more fun I love it ones are great for me too because like literally my executive assistant is a one and she basically keeps my whole life in check so yep. I love ones because you guys bring that balance to my crazy seven but it's it's a great combo yes
1: All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart, or you can check out the link in our show notes. If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. If you're ready to uplevel your business, serve your clients like never before and reach revenue goals that you have barely dared to dream of, then we're ready
0: to help. Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. And here's the reality we are here to see you succeed. Always and forever, and that is why we created each and every one of these courses. To check
1: them out for yourself, read the reviews, and look at each course syllabus. Go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. Something else, Chelsea. From what you said, that I just want to throw in here of everything that you and Evie were just talking about of just like creating structure with in, or which gives you the ability to play. And something that I was thinking about while you guys were talking is how that relates to having children, um, and thinking that they're going to then rule your life. Like Mm -hmm. they run the schedule or, or they, and I think that mindset comes in for me, at least when I thought the reason I was afraid of having kids was because I thought that my dreams would be over all my goals that I had for my life. Gone. Like everything was then run by the the mess and the plastic, multicolored crap. Like <laughs> toys. Like I thought that that's what life was. Like the second that you had a kid or multiple, like it's just like chaos and and no structure and just like the end of your all your dreams. Which like when I say that, yes, there is chaos. Yes, there is mess. But I think I just love everything that we've been talking about because something that I've learned and I'm sure you have too, is like when you do have kids, it's like they get to come on your adventure that you were already on. It's like not that your life completely changes at the will of them. Um, And I think even just like hearing you with your parents, it sounds like they did that very well. It's like they wanted to be entrepreneurs. They were changing the world and impacting lives and they brought you along on the adventure. And I can so clearly see that happening in your own life, like you guys are doing what God's created you to do and you're loving it and you're bringing them along for the adventure. It's not like you had kids and you're like, oh, whoa, is me. I got to right. put everything. like. <laughs> and so I think it's like that mindset that, that almost gets people to be like, oh, just wait till you have kids. Like yeah. it all crumbles. It's like, no, not if you don't want it to. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like that is so good, Lindsay. And I think, I mean, I just love all the stuff you post about that because I identify so much with it. And I I just feel like I was blessed. I realized that because not everybody's had this, but to watch, I, I had a mom that was, so passionate about what she did and who she was and who God was that like I wasn't a happy addition to her life and I know maybe to some people that does sound bad as like you weren't her whole life but I think for a kid that can be very crippling to feel like yeah. now that you've entered in the world like you are your parents definition of identity like a kid yeah. is not meant to bear that type of um, identity of a parent and so for me it was so freeing I feel like and I have such a good relationship with my parents now because of it to watch parents that loved who I was welcomed me into their life into their messy crazy life and then we're like okay come with me like take my hand we're you know we're gonna go do what God's called us to do and like you Mm -hmm. are not the focus you are here to do something bigger than yourself and that's what we're gonna do together and so that's what because I love my parents so much and I feel like they taught me so much I would love to emulate that with my kids because I think that's who I'm called to be too
1: Mm -hmm. so good
2: well
0: I think that's just like a healthy like biblical perspective, even like, you know, when you have kids, your focus doesn't shift off of God and onto your kids. Your kids don't become your God. Like you, you grab your kid's hand and you keep chasing after the Lord. And I feel like when you're chasing after the Lord and he's given you, you know, a calling or, or a purpose or, you know, a, a destiny or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, in certain things, like he's opened the door for these businesses or he's given you this impact that he wants you to make on the world or whatever, you know, that you're pursuing God and what God's called you to do. And kids are a part of that. They're not Mm -hmm. all of that. Like they're Mm -hmm. not the end all be all. You don't shift your focus from God and what he's called you to do and suddenly put it on your kids. Um, you know, unless like God's really given you a very clear vision that like you are raising up like world changers and that is your calling. And like, you know, that's amazing. There's nothing lesser than in, in that. But if God's also given you, you know, something in addition to kids, like it's all combined, like you have to run with all of it. You can't just drop stuff,
2: <laughs> right? And I think this works whether you're a stay at home mom or a work at home mom or a work out of the home mom. Like I think yeah. it, you know, it's not me saying like hey, just because you choose to be a stay-at-home mom, you're putting your focus on your kids. I think you can be a stay I mean, there was periods of my mom's life, she was a stay-at-home mom and she still like was leading Bible studies and writing mm-hmm. curriculum for our church, like just doing so many things that yes. we're still developing other people and discipling other people. I mean, and that's what we're called to do in the Bible. So whether you're a stay-at-home mom or work at home mom or you work out of the house, you
1: can do this. Like it, yes. it, it works either way. I'm um, glad you guys said that because I also don't want somebody to be listening to this and being like, stop making it or like i don't want them to hear that we're like shaming or being like if you're just a stay-at-home mom that's awful like absolutely not that's the farthest thing from what we're saying even though all of us are well not evie but like you you will (laughs) be eventually (laughs) we are work from home moms but like all of it is sacred and it just depends on what god's call you to do yeah um this kind of goes back to a little bit of what we were talking earlier about just like hacks or or strategies of balancing it all. But Chelsea, do you have any hacks that you use to be intentional with your kids specifically, or your work specifically? And you, I know you kind of said take back the weekend, which is incredible. Um, maybe you could talk about like logistics of that, like what time you shut off or whatever, sure. or any other thing that you do.
2: Yeah. So for me, um, we started this when we had Amelia, um, our firstborn. we have two little girls and we had them back to back. They're like almost Irish twins. So you can imagine <laughs> like the whirlwind of life we've been on for the last few years, um, while starting businesses, but take back the weekend is just something we implemented, um, to just get offline more when, like when we weren't going to be on intentional on it. So like I, and I know you girls are like this too, like i'm all for being online when you're being intentional when you're adding to the world when you're serving people um but if you're just like scrolling for no reason like that's it's not being intentional and we're called mm-hmm. to be intentional especially if you're yeah. also called to um start a business at the same time as like having a family and so for us we uh every friday night we sign off um from five to Sunday night around five. And we just like, we keep our phones on us because obviously like if a parent calls, if there's an emergency, like we want to be able to answer a phone call, but we don't go on our emails. We don't go on any social media apps. um, And we really take that time to try to go outside or be with our community, like be with our face-to-face community. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a place for an online community, but I think especially in the world now where we're at, like with just, you know, everything's so crazy. It is really nice to know the people that like, if you were in the hospital, they'd show up. And so like, we really want to model that for our children on the weekends. So we do that on the weekends and then we hop back on on Sunday nights to like set our schedule for the week, kind of do some like last minute cleanup of our inboxes. Um, And that's been like huge. I mean, it's given us like two whole days back to feel like we're being incredible parents. So that way, when the work week comes, we, you know, there's always going to be that guilt of like, oh man, am I working too much? Or, and it's like, no, like we give you two amazing days and then the evening times to like play with you. So you can be good with me working right now. Like this is what I need to do as a parent to take hold of our, take care of our household. So there's like none of that guilt because we, we have those clearly defined times for us.
0: Mm. I
1: love that so much. I just love the, the boundary that, again, goes back to our earlier conversation that gives you the freedom to play and to be with your kids on the weekend. Um, we don't yeah. do it that strictly, but I feel like I want to talk to Andrew about implementing that. Like, <laughs> like literally, like, what you do. Yeah, and I think whatever, you know, like, we're very big on... It, the
2: Lord led us to do it this way, so, and we love when people join us, but make it the way it works for you. Some people work on the weekends, so they have to do it during the week. Some people can only do one, week, one day because maybe they have other responsibilities. So, like, whatever works for you, but we're really big on, like... Setting a time and sticking to it because if you don't, especially as someone who's wired as like a business owner, entrepreneur type, it's really easy to creep back into your (laughs) inbox and be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna check" because I'm a I'm a controller. I want to control everything, and like it's also really good for your mind to release control for like a couple days and then pick it back up again. It's
1: healthy. That's Mm. so good. I'm an Enneagram three, which is the (laughs) achiever. So like. I'll find myself if I don't set boundaries of like putting my phone away or, or turning off work at a certain time of day, I'm like, I'll check my email for fun. And I'll be like, Ooh, what's yeah. going on? Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a habit. Like, you know how you go on Instagram and just start scrolling. It's like, right. for me, I do that. But I also go to like my email. I go to our, our Slack channel. I'm like, Ooh, what's going on? Right. Like, I don't need to be working. It's just like a, a nervous tick or like a, yep. like a, <laughs> a thing that happened. And I'm like, I need Mm to stop. (laughs)
2: that. No, it's so, that's so true. I think, and achieving is great, right? Like God wired, obviously all of us are kind of wired to want to, you know, have a drive to achieve something. But it's good Mm -hmm. to like, and it's why the Sabbath exists. So it's just kind of our way of of taking that Sabbath time of saying, like, for these two days, I am going to be okay not achieving something. So that way, when I wake back up on Monday, I'm ready to achieve again. But I'm doing it out of an overflow of God's goodness and not out of something that defines my worth and my identity.
0: Yes. Uh, So good. Amen. Uh, Okay. Well, I— I have like a couple of of thoughts and questions. First of all, before I dive into my next question, something that you do, Chelsea, that I just have loved watching, which I don't even know where this would fit in. I just don't know if you want to chat on this. I love the way you like will take your work outside and just like let your girls just run around and and adventure. Like that's something that I've noticed that I'm like, "Oh, like Chelsea's sitting out there in her backyard or whatever, like in her bathing suit, just hanging out, like working from her computer. And her kids are running around like half naked, like adventuring and like imagining. And it's so beautiful to see because I feel like that's just such a like picture of that crazy but structured balance that you have where like you're sitting there working but also you're with your kids they're playing they're adventuring they're not you know sitting in front of a tv like not that that's always the worst thing in the world but you know i just love the way that that's one thing that i've noticed you do consistently that i'm like oh, i love the way you show up in that way for both work and your kids at the same time
2: Oh, thank you. That means so much that you notice <laughs> that because it is a really intentional thing, right? Like nah. it it, ta- it it does take work not to just plop your kids in front of the TV. And I mean, not to say I don't ever use the TV. I think sometimes that can work. But with this whole, you know, taking back the weekend, being the outside fam, getting outside and, and being online less, me and my husband felt very called that like, you know, our kids needed to learn how to play. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be an extra hard thing because we both work from home and it would be really easy for us to try to like use technology to allow them to like pass the time while we work. And so the biggest thing for us is we're just like, we are going to just go sit outside and our like, it's okay if they scream for a little bit. It's okay if they're loud, like, <laughs> but we are going to kind of force them to play. Like they yeah. have to figure it out. And I think there's this thing in motherhood where you feel like, you have to entertain your kid all the time. And if you think back like a hundred years, like to what a mom did like a hundred years ago, Mm -hmm. she worked, like she may be home, but like she had a field to tend to, like she had to cook a million dinners, like she had to clean like a household. She had to go like pick her tomatoes and plant her, you know what I mean? And like, that was her work. It was outside. So children had to learn how to come along for it. And so it's important for me to like, work, but also show my kids like you can learn how to entertain yourself. And what is the best way to entertain a kid is like the outdoors. It always has been and always will be. There are so many bugs and so much dirt and so many (laughs) weird textures and things that will just always fascinate children and children have forgotten how to how to use that as play. I think there's a stat that says um, the average kid today goes outside less than a prison inmate does, oh which gosh. is like so sad. And so yeah. for us, we're just really, um, we really make it a priority that our kids are going to learn how to
1: play while we balance work. And that way we can, we can do both. Yeah. Uh, you were such a big inspiration. I think when me and because you had Amelia a little <laughs> bit before we had Eloise and I remember mm-hmm. just like watching you do that with her. And Andrew has always been like this, but he's been like, I don't want a television in the house. Like we don't right. have a television. Although sometimes we have like like gatherings and we watch everything on a computer screen with like <laughs> a 10 people. So in those situations, I'm like, maybe a TV would be nice, but yeah, I like- you're good girl. TV is fun, <laughs> but just being intentional in the other times, right? Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Well, but what I'm saying is like we have been pretty intentional to never like Eloise, like, I mean, obviously she sees us being on our phones because we're, we're we're, well, I'm mainly working. Um, but like being intentional to just not shove a a screen or an iPad or a phone or a TV in her face to entertain herself. Um, and just, I love, love, love what you do with like, like Evie said, just going outside and just playing and letting them self play. And I found like the more that I've done that, like we can go out to dinner and maybe this is just because Eloise is like incredible as a child. We'll (laughs) wait till I get number two and see how that goes. But um, like we can go out to dinner and she doesn't, there's been one time that she's like screamed erratically, but every other time she just like sits there and plays with like the napkin. And I'm like, that's because we've, we've taught her to self-play, whether it's in nature, whether it's with her toys. And it's like, we've never given her like a computer or, or, yeah. or a screen to just like entertain herself. And I think you're so right. Like it does dividends to their play, their ability to self play, their ability to have uh, imagination. Uh, yes. There's just so much there that we could talk about. But I, yeah, I don't know if we <laughs> want to go on a tangent, but. <laughs> No,
2: for sure. And that's why, you know, we've, we do not allow our kids to have phones. And it's one of the things like, I, you know, I'm always like a to each their own type of person, but I'm pretty like opinionated on the fact (laughs) that kids should not be handed phones when they're like two years old. They just shouldn't. It allows there to be like chemicals released in your brain that they are not ready to handle. It's Mm -hmm. hard. It's hard for us to handle it and not be obsessed with it. So kids, they need that structure uh, where you are accountable to not, to not give them a phone, you know, when they're crying and they need that outdoor space because that's, you know, we think like we need to entertain our kids every five seconds. But if you just let them go outside, yeah. there's so much to entertain them outside that God just yeah. puts there that helps with that. So,
0: Yeah. Oh, I so mean, good. the psychological, like I, I've i been reading a book recently that's talking a lot about the psychology of like children and 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 parents and, you know, the balance and how that affects us in later life. And it's just a fascinating read, but they're talking a lot about how like, As kids, if we weren't allowed to like go into the other room without our mom being like, come back, it's, it's dangerous in there. You could hurt yourself or whatever. When, when a mother says that to a child, it tends to create this fear of like, detachment or like, you know. Like if, if I leave the side of my caretaker, like my mother or later in life, you know, my, my significant other or whatever, like the world is scary and the world could come out to hurt me. And it's just fascinating, like little stuff like that. Whereas when you let your kids like run outside and like, you know, risk falling and scraping their knee on a rock or, you know, whatever it is, like it, it teaches them to be independent. It teaches them how to play. It teaches them how to learn. Like there's so much psychologically in that. That's just like, even beyond, you know, you being able to let your kids, you know, entertain themselves and you're getting work done and being outside. But I mean, it's just fascinating how we were built for that kind of like being outside in God's creation, exploring, learning, you know, falling down, finding out that we don't like slamming our knee on a rock, like, you know, stuff like that. So it's just interesting that like we're talking about this and I'm also like reading a book. It's just interesting. That's so good. You'll be so prepared.
2: No, that is so that's so true because yeah. I think just knowing how I grew up, my parents were all all of my my friends always are like your parents were mean growing up. But my parents were pushers. Like they were when I was like 11, they were like okay, you got to schedule your doctor's appointment. Like mm-hmm. okay, it's time to get your license. Like they push they pushed us to not be afraid. Like they oh. never spoke fear. They always spoke like you can call the doctor, you can talk on the phone, even when you're 11, like, even though, like, I was terrified. But it taught me this, like, confidence in who Mm -hmm. God made me to be, that I could interact with adults, that I could go outside, that I could drive a car, that I could start a business, you know. They spoke that confidence into me. And I always say, like, the world is going to teach my kids fear. I am not going to be the one that teaches them fear. I will teach them confidence, and I will teach them God's confidence. Like, I am not going to program fear into them from an early age. So I love that.
0: Amen. Oh, Lord.
1: Okay, well, wait. This kind of goes so great into the next question I had for you, which while we're talking about fear and psychology and all of that, <laughs> my question is what's the biggest lie you think women believe when it comes to entrepreneurship and motherhood or, or both? Oh, okay,
2: so many lies. Saying <laughs> loves to throw lies at moms. I mean, oh, girls in general. I feel like because we're just emotional, we can be very emotional beings. <laughs> um, okay, so the first one, obviously, we've talked about it so much, so we don't need to touch on it. But you can only be one thing. I think it's easy to just, you know, I want to be. I'm either this or that, and it's easy to be one thing. But I don't think we're called to be one thing. Um, I think we're called to be many things to many people. Um, the other thing is that it's going to be easy and neat. I think people think, well, you know, it's so easy for you to. Start start a business and have kids because it's how you're wired and it's like no that's not true it's super hard like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of hard moments and it's going to be hard for you just like it's hard for me and we both need the same thing and that's discipline and that's what gets us up in the morning and keeps us going and keeps us on track so it's 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 messy and it's hard and it's the same for every person Um, and when we stop like making those excuses we can actually just like overcome you know Mm -hmm. we can overcome the hard things uh, instead of just being like well it must be easy for Lindsay it must be Easy for Evie, um, and then the the third one, which is the one I'll kind of touch on a little more, is um, wrapping our identity up in whatever we do. Is I think the lie that so many women believe, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's achievement, or whether it's motherhood. And I think we've touched on that a little bit. Is like so many moms, once you have a kid, it is really hard to not be like, I love you so much, and I care about you so much, and I'm gonna like make sure every moment of your life is controlled and protected. Mm -hmm. And that is just us wrapping our our identity up in our kids again. And I think even in a business, you can do that too as a woman is like, I started Mm -hmm. this amazing company, Trades of Hope, and God called me to transition out of it. And it was terrifying because I had wrapped so much of like who God created me to be into that. And it really taught me that like, you are not your gifts. You are not the tools God's given you. You are you mm-hmm. and that you are who God calls you to be. You are not like all these things, motherhood, entrepreneurship. And when we actually understand who God thinks we are, we don't have to believe that we are wrapped up in all these things, like being a mom and, and being a, an entrepreneur.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Just Just well, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm so excited for people to listen to this, like, already. Like, I'm just like, you are (laughs) going to fire up so many women. Just, like, you're speaking such truth, Chelsea. And I just want to encourage you in the fact that you are are doing what God has made you to do, like, so, so well. And it just radiates out of everything that you say.
0: Thank you. It means so much to me, really. Truly, it does. Mm, I love it. I think it's so important that everyone, like it doesn't matter, man, woman, like child, mother, you know, single, whatever, that our identity never becomes wrapped up in anything other than the Lord. Like that is the foundation where, you know, everything else is is planted. Like that's, yep. that's your foundation. That's your solid rock. If your identity is wrapped up in your boyfriend, in your husband, in your child, in your job, in, you know, your title, like whatever it is, right. it's mm-hmm. so easy for that to just suddenly get knocked out of the way. Or the minute that person lets you down or hurts you, or, you know, you don't do super well in your your job or with yep. a new project or whatever, like your identity crumbles at, you know, the snap of a finger. But when yep. we're, when we're firmly rooted in Christ, like there is a stability and a certainty and a confidence that comes from that, that is just like, cannot be compared to anything else.
2: Yeah, for sure. No, I totally agree. And I think that's something that I've been on a journey to learn over the yeah. last, you know, I, I started,
0: think we all do. <laughs> yeah. know,
2: especially when you start things so young. And I think, yeah. you know, you guys and, and other ladies and, and maybe guys too, listening to this, Um, you know, they've, they've probably the people listening to this want to start something or have started something or own a small business. And I think that type of personality is just easy to wrap up who you are and what you do Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we trick ourselves like oh I am a you know I am a one on the Enneagram or I am a you know a DC on the disc or whatever all these personality tests that everybody loves and it's like at the end of the day like you are not confined to that box you're not confined to the box of your personality test you're not confined to the box of being a mom you're not confined Mm -hmm. to the box of like oh you know I was a I started a business when I was 19. Like you are who God created you to be just essentially is who you are. And like when mm-hmm. we allow those things to define us, like you said, then, then they can be manipulated into ways that make us unhealthy. And yeah. um, we don't find true freedom when we do that.
1: Mm, so good. Yeah, we Thank are created as children of God. And like that is the only identity factor. Everything else is on perk. top of that. Yeah, yes, it's a yeah. Exactly,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> yes, Oh, so good.
0: Okay. Well, Chelsea, one final question other than like, where can people connect with you? Um, that we love to ask every guest because the answers are just so cool to hear from, you know, all sorts of different people. Mm -hmm. What is the biggest lesson that you have learned in business?
2: Oh, biggest lesson. Okay. Um, I like I couldn't pick one, so I, I picked three. But I <laughs> yes. will read through them so fast, I promise, because I'm like I know that I'm being wordy. Um, okay, the first one, real quick, is uh, risk. Hmm. So, if you are someone that doesn't take risk it's going to be hard to start a
0: business.
2: (laughs) People that act quickly succeed more often. It just is what it is. Like people that have a quick rebound time from mistakes, that see opportunities, that seize opportunities, they get ahead more. And I know this because I'm actually not somebody that risks a lot. You'd think I was because I started all these businesses, but it's something that I've had to learn. You know, I am... I like to think through everything. I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so I've missed a lot of opportunities and missed a lot of opportunities to grow my capacity because I haven't risked. And then as I've learned that by watching other amazing people who risk and risk and risk, um, I've learned to step out more. Um, I've learned in the last few years, that's what I've been doing. And I've just seen God bless it in so many amazing ways. Because what is risk? Risk is faith. It's having mm-hmm. faith that God is good and will work all things for the good if you step out and have that faith. It doesn't mean you don't think about a few things, but it means you don't obsess about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so risk is one of the biggest things. Um, and then the second one I would just say is relationships. Um, everything I've ever done has only ever mattered because of the people I've done them with. Uh, I, I have needed people in every business I've ever grown. You know, I could not have grown a multi-million dollar company to a multi-million dollar company without so many people helping me, so many people supporting me, so many teams uh, that were willing to risk it all, that were willing to, you know, throw caution to the wind. Um, if, and I think it's easy when you're an entrepreneur to be very like controlling and like, I, you know, I'm the only one that knows how to do all these things in my business. But if you do that, your capacity will be literally so limited and you will never create something that will last. If you, if you want something to like, to last a breadth of time at all. You need people. Um, And I think that's why my children are so important to me now because it just feels like the biggest lesson that I learned in business, I'm learning in my personal life is like, all of this doesn't matter if I don't have people to pour it into, to leave a legacy for me and to uh, bring goodness uh, and point to God's goodness in the world. And so they're my team first and foremost, but relationships have always been the biggest thing in business. I think all the all the entrepreneurs I see going at it alone they never they never tend to last because it's too hard to do it on your own. You need people. Mm-hmm. You need to develop people. You need to network with people. You need to grow teams and you need to enjoy people because they're the only
1: reason it's worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So those are my things. Those oh, are my top things. So good. Like I am, this has been just such <laughs> an incredible conversation, Chelsea. Thank you for being here. Thank you for pouring your wisdom, your insight, your knowledge into us. I know that this blessed so many people that are listening. Yes. If anybody has been listening and they're like, I have to go follow this girl. I have <laughs> to check her out. I have to see what she's all about. Where can people find you? So I'm over on
2: Instagram, the old Insta. So Chelsea Antos in the Outside Fam is where I, we post a lot of our just personal life stuff, getting outside, all the motherhood stuff while balancing business. Uh, Trades of Hope, the company I've ref- referenced a few times, you can go follow us. Uh, all about empowering women out of poverty. And then Surf Girls Design, me and my husband renovate and restore homes in our community. And you can go follow us there. So yeah.
1: Go follow me anywhere. We'll have to have you on the show again just to even talk about like house flipping because that's like a whole other even conversation that is incredible. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so much fun. So I'd love to come back whenever you want to have me.
0: I love you girls. (laughs) Yes, you're the best, Chelsea. Thank you so much for giving us so much of your time and just wisdom today. Awesome. All right. Have a great day, guys. (laughs) Love being here.